Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Something Super Spiritual. I'm your host, Jeffrey Peck. And today we have another really beautiful psychic medium in the house, Courtney Dawson. Courtney is here to share with us her journey and her path to spirit and with spirit. Courtney has a lot to talk about that I think so many of us will be able to relate to. And even if we haven't had those exact experiences, she has a way of telling her story in such an inspirational way that it's just so touching. You know, her, her experiences with spirit started out very young and she had the trauma at 18 years old of losing a baby, a stillborn. So that, that traumatic experience is one of the big catalysts that she experienced that propelled her to spirit in a way that she hadn't really consciously recognized. And it's a beautiful conversation. Lots of really beautiful nuggets in this episode. Courtney, thank you so much for being here with us. As always, Courtney's information will be in the show notes in all of the podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And guys, thank you so much to all of you who have been reaching out. The emails, the direct messages, the readings. Um, I, I don't know how many of you may have caught this, but on Friday, I had the pleasure and honor of being introduced on Linda G, the Comanche Psychics um, YouTube page. And holy mackerel, you guys, uh, the, the world blew up, <laughs> blew up in, in a really good way, in a really good way. And um, yeah, I am just so touched by the feedback and all of you with the emails that want to talk about your own experiences and and of course, all of you, the dozens and dozens and dozens of you that reached out and purchased readings. And I'm really looking forward to this next month. This next month is, well, it's pretty much booked, uh, moving into the end of September and October already. So thank you all very much. Uh, remember, uh, I'm going to be um, working my best to do uh, the live streams each week. I know we started out doing them twice a week. And now the busier I get, the harder it is to find that within my own energy to be able to manage two a week. I'm still going to try it though. I'm going to do my best to make that happen. So uh, if you don't see my Wednesdays, I'm going to try to like Friday is my, I really like the Friday energy. The, the, everybody has reached out talking about how they love that to be there the end of their week. And it's kind of a decompress everybody getting together and connecting on YouTube and connecting with each other in the chat. So Thank you so much, all of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you to all of the new listeners, all of the new viewers on YouTube. Wow. I love you all to smithereens and you are, you are why and my inspiration in doing this. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Courtney Dawson, welcome to Something Super Spiritual. I am so happy to have you here. It's kind of like we've known each other for years. We've been following each other on the Instagram and social media. And I love the work that you put out. The content you put out is so beautiful and so inspiring for, for mediums, other mediums such as myself and and the people who are in the midst of either grieving 
or maybe they're just waking up to their own curiosity of spirit within themselves and they're experiencing all of these well experiencing the the clairs you know that are also yeah. like when when we're not used to that it hit me mid midlife so i wasn't used to it anyway the content you put out is so awesome for people and i just want to thank you for what you thank bring you to the so table. much Amazing. thank you so much a lot of the content that i make or create is based on my own experiences, stuff that I wish that I had known and had easily accessible in my early development. Yeah. And I find sometimes that people make the, I'll say the content or the information, the stuff that gives us the answer we're seeking, the aha moment. Sometimes I feel like people make it really hard um, to access. And I don't want that. I think mm -hmm. people should be able to access information freely without having to book a reading or take a class. Because sometimes it's that, I'll say for lack of a better term, like free content that gets the wheels turning in people. And then they can decide if that's a good fit for them. And so I try to offer content um, as a way of giving back to people without yeah. any kind of financial commitment, if I can put it that way, yeah, because yeah. I believe that this work that we do is about service. Totally. Right? And it's about being a service to the spirit, but also those people that are on their spiritual path, those people that are in the depths of grief, those people that are developing their mediumship, or maybe people that are already working with the spirit world and they're needing something and maybe perhaps they can't really define what that something is, mm -hmm. but when they find it, they're like, Oh my God, that is it. You and know, what? I've had so many moments like that myself. It's, right? it's so true. It's, it's, you know, what I found I needed during that, you know, I opened up in 2006 when I became attuned to the Reiki and the side effect for me was that it ignited all the spiritual senses at once, you know? So I was like, what is happening? You know? So yeah. moving through those next few years, what I desperately needed was validation. I just needed to know that what I was experiencing was really that consciousness, that intelligence that I well, wasn't making this up or, or losing my mind, you know? So uh, yeah, that's huge for people. It's huge. Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons why I'm 43 and I didn't start developing formally training until I was in my early thirties, because I was raised in a Christian home. We didn't talk, to, we didn't do this sort of thing. There right. wasn't no talking to the dead and I hate calling them the dead. And every, every one of my students will know they're not dead. They're just people without bodies. Okay. Exactly. Let's get that clear. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, but the understanding that I was raised, there was angels, there was the dark. And so that was my very limited understanding. And it was all fear-based, right? Mm -hmm. So I was scared as hell to do anything with it. And then I had this like major awakening that really kind of hit me when life was at rock bottom for me. And it was, you know, nasty divorce. And my rock bottom, honestly, Ooh. Jeffrey was you know, just a lot of stress with my kids, you know, yeah. moving from being with me to their dad, because while well, they were preteens and, you know, mom's got rules, dad don't. And so that's <laughs> a whole other story, but it honestly it put me into a, a crisis. Yeah. And that was when the spirit world came in and go, here we go. Yeah. Now it's time to begin. And I just think, wow. And then you just go through these moments where everything just kind of hits at once. And then what do you do from there? right? Mm -hmm. You start searching. And I think that's the value of what you and I do. Mm -hmm. Completely. You know, I, I, so much of what you said is, is pinging everything on my insides. So, so your childhood, did you experience spirit? Did you experience? Always, always. Okay. And I saw them objectively. So just like how I see you. Oh, solid. really? They talk to me and I'll be honest, a lot of my experiences were not all pleasant, Yeah, you know, and in the spiritual community, there's people where, no, there's only light. And then there's other people. Well, we got a little bit of both. Well, I had a lot of the other, but I will say some of my understanding of that would have been based on my upbringing. If I had the knowledge that I have today, I would understand, well, it's not all negative, but it was my understanding at that point 
in time in my life that interpreted it that way, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Right? Yeah, totally. Um, but I was seeing them having conversations with them, telling my parents things that were going to happen. So I was definitely having a lot of psychic and mediumship or mediumistic experiences. My parents didn't know what to do with it. But my mom, she says, Courtney, when you would tell us stuff, we'd listen because it always happened. And uh, so a lot of precognition um, that was coming through. But I remember um, one of these experiences, I was about four or five. And how do I remember this? I don't know, because you asked me what I did two days ago, Jeffrey, I have no clue. But I think (laughs) when we have some of these spiritual experiences, they leave such a imprint on our soul that it's forever there. Right. And we lived in this massive house. And uh, I remember going into our room and there was, there's four floors and our bedrooms were on the floor and we had this kind of spiral staircase. And I went into our room. My sister and I shared this massive room and there was this little boy and this little girl, and they were very similar in age. And I started talking to them full on conversation And then they disappeared. That actually scared me. Where did they go? How did they go away like that? So I go calling my mom, 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 where did the the boy and the girl go? And I don't remember the names at the time, but they did give that to me. And she comes upstairs looking like, what are you talking about? What's going on with you? Right. (laughs) And um, there was just so many experiences. Like another one, I remember I was about three-ish in the backyard. My mom had this beautiful wooden swing. I'm swinging. She's pushing me. And then I said, mom, who's that? Who's that? That, um, I think I said like Brown man, but it was a man that was shadow. So the clairvoyance wasn't, can I say activated at that point? So I was, that's how I could describe him. And, you know, um, she's like, what, what are you talking about? And I said, he's walking on the top of the fences and he's talking to me. And, she knew something was going on, but again, with her religious belief, she didn't know what to do with it. Right. right. And so um, there was just a lot of moments like that where I go, I can't explain it, but it's real. It's happening. And I just didn't have anybody in my circle, my world, my family that could give me understanding and reassure me like, this is normal. It's okay. This is how we manage it. And it wasn't until I had that big holy smokes moment that I ended up um, seeking out the spiritualist church. And my journey began there formally with the world of spirit. Where, which spiritual, which spirit, spiritualist church. Okay. So the spiritualist church that I was affiliated with was lighthouse spiritual center. And they just recently closed and I was with them for seven and a half years. So I ended up, um, having some friends get get together and their brother passed. And I actually had babysat him when he was a little guy and he passed and they went to this church in Cloverdale, which is uh, in Surrey, BC. I'm in Canada. And they said, Oh, there's these mediums on stage. And they were giving us messages from, you know, the brother. I go, what are you guys crazy? You're going to see a bunch of mediums in a church. Honestly, it kind of freaked me out. But then I had spirit. There was a voice telling me, you need to go check this place out. And I'm like, no way. Well, it took me nine months because Courtney's a slow learner, but that's okay. And the voice just got louder and louder and louder. You need to go check this out. I was too scared to even ask them, what was the name of this church? What's the address or anything? Spirit actually helped me find it. It was incredible. Amazing. And I went there and I told my girlfriend, I said, Hey, you got to come with me. She goes, Oh, Courtney, I've been there like three or four times. It's great. Yeah. I'll meet you down there. Well, that was the moment where literally the floodgates opened and it was my awakening and it was life changing. And, um, yeah, it was incredible because I'm waiting for my girlfriend to show up and I'm waiting outside to go into this message night. They do a demonstration of mediumship and uh, there's this this lady and her daughter, like a teenage daughter, walking across the street. And then I see this man, this older man in spirit, super clear. He's talking to me, but he's following them. I'm thinking I'm losing my mind because I haven't been having those kind of experiences since I was young. And I'm freaking out, calling my friend, like, where the hell are you, right? 
And um, I was freaking out. <laughs> did you say seeing him? Were you seeing him with your eyeballs objectively? I've seen or- with my physical eyes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. Objectively, okay. right? Yeah. yeah. But how did I know he was spirit? There was this inner knowing, this feeling like he's not in the physical. And and they weren't, and these these people, this mom and this daughter, weren't recognizing him. Or like aware, let me rephrase that. They weren't aware of his presence. And I knew, okay, this man is from, I called it heaven because that was my language at the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. And what do I do with this? Because he kept talking to me. You got to talk to them. You got to talk to them. So he knew I had the ability to hear, see him. And now I got to do something with this. I was like, I can't, I can't. So we go in into this message night. My girlfriend shows up and there was this amazing medium. She was doing messages and psychic art. She had channeled these um, portraits from the spirit world and then did the demonstration. And all of the portraits she did were messages waiting to be given to the people that were attending. I was like, holy smokes, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. It was incredible. And then this um, one portrait didn't get picked up. Well, it was him, the gentleman I seen outside. And I'm telling my girlfriend, this guy's still talking to me and this is all going on. And uh, so long story short, I just said to them, um, as I'm leaving, or to the spirit, I mean, like, I can't give a message, but I will if they cross the street where where I'm going, big parking lot. Well, they did. Okay. If they're parked beside me, I'll give the message. Well, they were parked literally beside me, same make model color of the car. They did the little remote uh, start. The lights went on and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I said, Hey, and just for anyone listening, I don't do this anymore. I'm disciplined. (laughs) Okay. We don't do this. Um, Ethics, ethics, right. And responsibility with the work. I said, I am so sorry to bother you. You came in here tonight to get a message from your dad, right? And she goes, yeah. And I said, he's he's been talking to me all night and I'm so sorry like to bother you, but would you be interested to hear what she has to say or he has to say? And she said, yeah, absolutely. First off, go back in because there's a portrait of him in there and I'll wait for you here. She did. Oh my God, it's my dad, right? And then I told her and her daughter what he had to say. They wept, they were in tears and they were so grateful. And then it was this light bulb moment, Jeffrey, where I'm like, I, I know what I'm here for. Yep. And it's some of those moments where you're like, Holy smokes, this is not scary. This is not abnormal. It's super normal. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's all about healing. And my life from that point on has been about developing my relationship with the spirit world. So I can be the best, messenger channel conduit instrument for them and it has been an interesting journey i tell you (laughs) oh sweetheart wow okay so chili bumps through that whole story (laughs) total chili bumps um that's really amazing you know we all have we all have that beginning that origin story into this work and I, i i love that you have had a lifetime of experience seeing and feeling and recognizing that from the unseen world. And then you had to have your own trauma that really ignited that within to yeah. shove you in the direction of the purpose of your soul, right? And and in that's there's so many of us who midlife, regardless if we felt it early on from the crib or not, trauma, like for me, Reiki, um, maybe a near-death experience, uh, trauma of losing somebody, you know, tragically close to them. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And it's so inspiring to talk to so many of us and, and witness and share all of this because it is, it is so real. I mean, there's just, it is so real. And I just, I love to share all this. Thank you for sharing that story. That's really fabulous. Oh, absolutely. I remember, I'm just, as I'm talking to you, spirit's just giving me these memories, you know, stuff that you just think of, well, this is normal, but yeah, maybe it's normal, but it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, I was with my first husband from the time I was 16 till I was 30. 
and we had three children and our first daughter was stillborn and I was compl- and I was 18. So I was a young and had, had her young, um, but she was stillborn and I was a complete wreck, obviously, sure. you know, had her room set up and everything. And, um, yeah, so had her and then I was in a really deep depression. And I remember being in my room, laying on my bed, just crying, like, this is horrible. How could this happen? Well, those same abilities that I've really tried to turn the dial down for so many years. Yeah. Again, a significant tragedy triggered it. And she was communicating with me and showing me images of her and talking to me. And I wrote down so many communications from her that I still have in a binder. And she'd be 24 now. And it was that communication with her that helped me in my own healing. And I didn't recognize it at that point that this was mediumship. I didn't know how to label it or define it, mm-hmm. but it was a tangible experience that I was happy or having that was helping me in my grief. That was so profound. I've never experienced anything like it in my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I look at now the people that come to me for that consolement, that, that comfort, that connection to the other side mm-hmm. and our journeys, our stories are different, but the essence of grief is the same. Yes, And I feel that it gives me this capacity to hold space for them even that much better because of the grief. And at some point, Jeffrey, we're all going to experience grief. Nobody is ever going to escape that human experience. And I think that when we're doing this work, um, we really need to find it within ourselves to recognize that this isn't about fame. It's not about making lots of money. It's not about notoriety. It's really about service work Mm -hmm. and it's about holding space for people and giving them whatever it is they need. And we're really just the intermediary. And I consciously remind myself all the time about why I do this work and I anchor into my why because I just never want to lose sight of that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Would you mind talking about that experience when you were 18? Yeah. So I I ask you because, um, you know, as mediums, we get these questions all the time Mm -hmm. and you having had that, that very obviously real experience, but you walked that walk. A lot of people will come through and they'll ask, you know, um, my baby passed before, you know, passed in the womb or was born stillborn like yours. And their question is, you know, how are they able to communicate with us when they hadn't even gotten here yet to learn the language, learn English? Um, How are they, uh, you know, do they grow up in heaven? Do they, did you, did you experience her as a newborn or did you experience her like how she was presented? So I have my answers with my experiences, but I'd like you to share with the viewers and those who are walking through this themselves right now, if you would, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So my own experience when she presented herself clairvoyantly to me and speaking to me clairaudiently, she looked about maybe 18 months, two years old around that. And I seen her in this specific baby blue dress with white lace and I could see the sky behind her it was like a whitish blue and she was on like a wooden swing but there was two ropes and then the wood platform for the seat and I seen her swinging and she said to me mommy don't be sad I'm okay don't worry about yesterday and I'm like what like I still think about it and it makes me weep yeah and um because she knew the depths of my grief And in 24 years, I've had about six or seven experiences with her. And, you know, people think, oh, you're a medium. You can summon the spirits. You can channel them. I haven't had that experience where some other mediums can. So for me, those moments were always so special and incredible and at significant moments in my life. And so those six or seven experiences, I've actually seen her grow up in the spirit. And what's interesting is that when she first presented at that first experience, uh, when I was 18 and laying in my bed and just having a hell of a moment, she looks like my daughter who was born after her. 
I don't believe she was reincarnated though. I, I don't believe that at all, but the family genes are very strong down to the color of her hair and the ringlets. And I thought there's no way that I'm gonna have a baby girl that's gonna have like a light brown blondish hair with ringlets. This has to be in my imagination, right? No, because my daughter that was born after her, her hair was like that. And when she got her first haircut, I kept those ringlets. I still have them in her baby book. And then as she's, I've seen her grow in the spirit, she's a combination of one of my cousins and my daughter that's here in the physical. And I go, wow. And I've asked the spirit world, why haven't I had those connections with her? Like some other, you know, mediums and other people have had with their children. And it, it's more about her growth and involvement than mine, if that makes sense. Like there's, there's lessons and there's growth for me in that, but she wasn't meant to be here for that, that long, that death experience was such a selfless gift that she gave me too because at that point you know I would say that I was a very lost person and I was just not following a path that was really full of I'll just say I was a little I I don't know what I can say on your show but I'll just say you can say whatever (laughs) I was a shithead okay Okay, there you go (laughs) straight up (laughs) and And her passing got me to a place where I just reevaluated my life. I don't like the life I'm living. I don't like the person who I am right now. And when I got pregnant with her, my whole world started to shift internally. Of course, you and I both know that when something shifts inside, outside is going to be a reflection of that, right? And when she passed, it was this huge wake up call where everything in my life had to shift and change. And it was this catalyst for a transformation that would be decades in the making. Yeah. And I just think, wow. So I guess I should rephrase it. I was told part of it, you know, was her soul growth and involvement. And part of that was about helping me get my act together. It's absolutely what I feel too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I just think, I just think, Wow. There, there didn't need to be a whole lot of communication because the purpose was fulfilled, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know she's okay. She's had communication with me. And I actually just recorded um, and aired a po- podcast episode a couple of weeks ago with Shauna DeMellon, another medium on Instagram. And she does a lot of work with grieving parents who've lost children. And we had this incredible episode. And as we're talking, I said, you know, could you do an exercise? How could people connect with their, with their children? Holy smokes. My daughter Haley came in. I had the chills. I was doing everything I could to not ball my face off. Yeah. And I was telling my listeners, holy guys, like, I didn't know this was going to happen. And it was, I, I still get emotional because I may have not been able to hear her cry may have not been able to you know see her walk and talk and all of that but she's still my child and she still made her presence known and how can that not touch your soul right and I just go wow spirit thank you so much for all that you do to just validate I didn't need to have all of those other experiences but the ones that you've given me I am so grateful for, yeah. and they just really reinstill that knowledge that Jeffrey, you and I both know that life is a transition from one form to the next. Yeah. It's not an ending and all the experiences that we have with the spirit world, whether it's our own personal or whether we're bringing through evidence for clients, it's all about healing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just go, wow, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How do you say thank you when the words thank you just don't seem to be big enough? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question. Oh or my not. God. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it just, it, it, it made me emotional. Like I was sitting here about ready to bust a cry with you and I had chili bumps from head to toe. It's just what a beautiful experience out of something so horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. And it, definitely changed the dynamics within the relationship that I was with, with my, in, with my first husband. And, um, 
you know, it, we were just weren't able to recover from that. We, you know, went on, had some more kids who I love and I'm so grateful for, and they're my babies and I love them. Even though they're all grown now, I I still love, they're my babies. Um, and they, they were affected by that too, because they knew that I was so fearful, mm-hmm. you know, about them, you know, they hiccup the wrong way or, you know, throw up their food or something like babies do. I had them in the doctors cause I was so scared. It was all fear-based. Oh, sure. And, um, yeah, it, it was so hard. It was so hard, but they, they helped me through that too. And, you know, they knew about her because I wasn't going to ever not talk about her in the sense that, you know, she's not a secret Yeah, Mm-mm. and her life has value and meaning. And so I think for people that have lost a child, whether that is through in vitro, whether that is miscarriage in the early stages, like the minute you find out you're pregnant, whether you're three weeks, three months, whatever, your life has changed because you realize there is a, a soul growing within you. And whether you get to have that experience of raising that child or not, that doesn't take away the, the fact that you're still their parent. There's still your child. There is that forever bond that connects the two of you. And interestingly enough, I had a reading, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago, Jeffrey, and this couple came to me. And of course, I'm not going to say who they are, but they came to me for the purposes of connecting with their unborn child who in a very sensitive nature, the pregnancy had to be terminated. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Yep. But the whole purpose of communication was to connect with this child. I didn't know that until after I brought through the soul. And then they revealed all of that. And I go, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the information and my truths are based on my ex- personal experiences yeah. through my own experiences with loss, but also my clients. And I go, you know, once you think, you know, a lot spirit brings in another experience and you just go, wow, we can't put life after death in a box and bundle it. And this is just the way it is because it's so multifaceted oh, it's in so all is. of its beauty. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I just share my truths based on my own experiences, but recognizing like my knowledge is limited because I haven't had all of those experiences that are still waiting in the wings. Yeah. So your, your child, whether, wherever you've lost them, they're still there with you. They're still guiding, loving, and inspiring you. And they are only a thought away, just like all of our loved ones. Literally. They want literally. Right. Mm -hmm. And so talk to them, know that they're there and that their life does have meaning. And there was a purpose to that soul's incarnation, whether they got to take a first breath or not. And sometimes we don't get those answers Mm -hmm. until we cross over. And so I find that sometimes all we can really do is focus on presence and look at what we were able to get from it. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Um, So, so, okay, let's fast forward then to your traumatic divorce. Now, this I can absolutely relate with you. I went through a traumatic divorce five years ago. Mm. And I still I still reel about it. You know, it's just like, yeah. even though life is where it's supposed to be, and I know I wouldn't be where I am today if I was still in that relationship, right? I'm I it catapulted me in a way that was necessary for me to be what I be what and who I am today, right? Totally. Um, yes. Um, yes. And so, so after moving through that divorce, after that divorce, what synchronistically lined up for you? Like, you know, when the student is ready, the teachers always appear and whether we're searching or not, you know, suddenly that someone's right in front of us. So, so what, what was your early development like? So my early development started within the spiritualist church. Okay. So at that point I had been remarried and I'm still happily married to my husband and he he's honestly my biggest supporter and you need support in this work whether it's spouse Mm -hmm. or your community you just do and so from that moment of that experience that i shared with you with the um 
was seeing the father and sharing that message with his daughter and granddaughter, I just knew from, from that point on, this is what I was supposed to do, but I wanted to be disciplined. I wanted to have formal training. I didn't want to be winging it. And I certainly didn't want to be giving messages in parking lots. Like <laughs> I just instinctively knew that was not the way it's supposed to be. Right. <laughs> so I, I went to the spiritualist church the next day. I went to a Sunday service and I go, Oh my God, this is my home. This is where I meant to be. And I started taking all kinds of classes and workshops and went on a wait list to get in a closed development circle. And then I got into the circle and I sat in the circle for seven years and you meet weekly. There's like a guided meditation, there's an attunement, and then there's different exercises where you allow the spirit to uh, allow yourself to blend with the spirit and to bring through communication and the style of uh, mediumship that I was trained was evidential mediumship. Some people go, there's different styles. There is, there is. And I, I love the evidential mediumship because we're bringing through proof of survival. We're bringing through healing. You know, I didn't want to be one of those mediums. Oh, I got your mother here. And uh, this is what she wants to say. Like how vague, right? Yeah. And because I'm the type of person, prove it to me. Yeah. Prove it to me. Right. Totally. Mm -hmm. So that's where I love sitting in the circle. And what was really great about it is when you're sitting in a circle, you can feel not only the power of the, the mediums that are sitting in the circle, but when all of the workers and helpers and inspires gather oh. close, it is tangible. It and is you almost become addicted to it because you're like, this feels so good. Mm -hmm, and I mean mm -hmm. it in a good sense, not a bad totally. addiction mm -hmm. where it's like, this is tangible. I may not see all of it, all of the things that are going on, but I'm feeling them. It's a tangible experience. And it really brought in um, just that concrete, I'll just say again, experience where I knew something was going on. Yeah, yeah. And I had incredible experiences in the development circle and why I loved it is because I was learning how to understand how I was receiving from the spirit. That's it. Right. Because, you know, people can say they're a natural medium. I believe everybody's got the potential to connect with the spirit. So I don't think mediums are special. I'm sorry. I don't. Right. right. I think they're regular people with just these extraordinary abilities, but there still is, I feel a need for the formal training, which gives you the, the background, the foundation. This is how I receive from the spirit. And this was what it means. 100%. And so that really helped me build my confidence and in within myself and also build and develop my trust with the spirit world, those helpers and guides that were working with me yeah. and getting the validation from the people in the circle really, really helped me. But I also made lifelong friendships. Uh-huh. Totally. I needed, right. How many people can you go Jeffrey and say, Hey, I meet weekly in a circle. Essentially we're having a seance mm -hmm. and we're talking to the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody's down with that. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, I was working full time and circle would start at seven o'clock. No, sorry. Seven 30 at night. And we were two hours. Sometimes it would go a little bit over and I wasn't getting to bed till like 11 or 12 at night and getting up at five, but it was the energy. It took a while for it just oh. to kind of settle down. Right. Totally. But I'm so grateful for that because I needed that mentorship and I needed that guidance mm -hmm. and it just really helped me figure out who I was and who I was as a person. Because when you're developing mediumship, there's more than just learning the mechanics of mediumship. There's this other huge component, which I teach my students. There's the spiritualization of self. Mm -hmm. And there was so much that was going on simultaneously while sitting in the circle that was also contributing to what was happening outside the circle that it was it just catapulted me into a new way of living and seeing life and I just go holy smokes and you know that was my first steps with my training and I continue to train and mentor and like next month I'm going back to the Arthur Finley College because I recognize there's a need for continuing to learn I just for myself I guess I'm one of those overachievers and that's, you know, that's oh. a Courtney issue. That's a Courtney issue. But, right? but I get it. I get it. I will never stop developing. I will never yeah. stop going to continuously 
challenge myself and learn and explore. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, when you're in the circle with that group of people, that power is palpable. Yeah. You, you can feel it. And, and, and I equate it to like uh, people who meditate, you know, you, people who have experienced meditating, meditating by yourself, you understand why you're doing it. You understand, you have your own experiences with the feeling of spirit and the feeling of expansion and all that good stuff. Right. Yeah. But when you go into a room with 200 other people and you all are meditating, it increases that power. Like in ways where everybody's intention is the same and you're all there together doing the same thing. And like, it just like, boop, 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 boop. It elevates that power. And you're, it's like, it's absolutely incredible. And it's exactly yeah. the same thing when we're working with our mediumship and working with spirit. And when we go to uh, Arthur Finley, like when we go to Arthur Finley, the spiritual Wi-Fi there is, oh my God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> over the top. I totally. love it. I love it. But you know, it was, I went, my first time was last year. And when I came back, I told my husband, I'm going back. I actually booked my tickets to fly back and secured my spot um, because it was such a cool experience just to be with other spiritualists. Cause I am a spiritualist minister. I love the spiritualist religion, but you don't have to be a spiritualist to be a medium just for those that are listening, but it resonated with me because the philosophy really ties into my understanding of the mediumship as well mm-hmm. and but I did say to the spirit world because I know people that have gone there they're like oh my spirits they kept me up all night and then well I'm a girl who loves her sleep so <laughs> that best not be happening so I said to the spirit I'm so excited to work with you there but please when I'm in my room just wanting to go to bed can you all just give me my space and they and they did and they respected mm-hmm. it and that's part of the rapport I have with the spirit as well. I don't look at them just as, you know, people that I'm working with to do the work. Honestly, the spirit world, my, my helpers, my team, they're my BFFs. Truly. They have helped me in so many countless ways. I'm just, we have that y'all. I know you love to talk, but your girl needs some Z's. Okay. And, And they respect that. And it's a way I think, don't you find Jeffrey, like mediumship isn't just about, the reading and the circles, but it becomes a way of life. Oh, completely. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's, it's in my for the forefront of my waking conscious thought every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, it, it is. It's a lifestyle mm-hmm. and you know, people call it a vocation. Honestly, it's a lifestyle because mm-hmm. when you start developing, you just start looking at life so differently mm-hmm. and I think when you're dealing with death all the time, because let's face it, we are, Yep. it gives you a different perspective on life and mm-hmm. mediumship I found really does inspire the living. Oh, right. We completely. take so many things for granted, for granted, and yeah. we worry about stupid stuff and we stress about stuff that oh. we're completely powerless over. And, you know, some people and I've been guilty of it too, because I'm human. I might be a medium, but I'm human, right? Mm-hmm. I have all my my faults too. And, you know, I lovingly, sometimes begrudgingly embrace them. But, you know, when we, when we pass to the spirit, we're not worrying about a lot of the stuff that we put so much emphasis on in the physical. When spirit comes back, they're not worried about, they're not talking about certificates. They're not talking about the money they've made. They're talking about the love and the connections that they made with people, And honestly, this sounds so cliche, Jeffrey, but really the only thing that's real is love. And that's the only thing that continues beyond this physical life. So Mm -hmm. why don't we start putting more of our attention and our focus on cultivating that within ourselves and Mm -hmm. within our inner world, because our little circle of people, we have these beautiful lights and this light is meant to inspire and to support others and So I just find that love is something that even when I'm working with the spirit, I always connect to that vibration first because Mm -hmm. it elevates my vibration. And Mm -hmm. when I do my readings are just, they work out very, very well Mm -hmm. and, you know, keep it simple. Yeah. It ain't working. Get rid of it. Yeah, absolutely. recenter, Recenter to love. That's it. Yeah. And, and when, when we are doing that and we're, we're, 
we're learning to like for me when i went to arthur finley for two weeks in 2019 um for me it really taught me how i experience my clairs how i experience what i'm getting and how i'm receiving it because it, you know it's a little bit different for all of us and what yeah. i had realized in that first couple of weeks i had these unconscious expectations and demands because i thought for sure i was not i was not clairaudient i had clairaudient friends and they were telling me their experiences and they hear for, with their objective ear or they hear other people's voices inside their head I have not heard either. So I just thought, okay, I am not clairaudient. Yeah. That was an expectation and demand. I blocked my, I just blocked it right there, not even realizing it until one day, suddenly I realized how my clairaudience works, you know? And I, what happens for me is I get these words that just drop in my, these paragraphs that just drop in my consciousness and that they're not mine. And so that's how my clairaudience works, you know? So it's a little bit different for all of us, but I do believe that we're all, we're all, Fundamentally, we are first and foremost an eternal spirit living in this human body, period. Yeah. So we all are wired. Some of us are a little bit more sensitive to it. Some of us are a lot more sensitive to it. And some of us just have been told that it's all bunk from the from the beginning. So we just immediately have this block to all of it, right? Totally. But but that that experience you had said too, you know, we, we learn how to express what we're getting. We learn how to communicate what we're receiving through those years of development. Absolutely. And I and teach really, my students that I teach my students that too, because sometimes they they and I've been guilty of this too. I, I mean, this is why I teach it, is we can't put demands on the spirit world. This is how I want to work. I want to see, I want to hear, I want all oh, of that. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. True. And I just think. You're, and I tell my students, like, you're limiting how the spirit world can communicate with you. Remember, it's their story that you're sharing, mm -hmm. not yours. Mm -hmm. So let them share it however they want to. Yeah. We're just the messenger. I'm the post lady. I, you know, get the messages. I pass them along. I don't know who the sender is and all of that. So however I get that combination of information to pass that along, I'm going to give. And if I don't put limits on it, that story that message is going to be far more specific and accurate and touch the soul of your recipient mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. if i'm deciding no i'm only going to see i'm only going to hear or i'm only going to feel whatever claire right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think people just need to and i'm sure you've heard this too surrender right surrender Funny. oh my god i didn't see that okay <laughs> yes i love your tattoo Fearlessly. I love that. Yeah. Incredible. That's my and, reminder every day. <laughs> well, I have two tattoos as well, but they're not as big as yours. Patience. It's upside Excellent. down and, and trust, yes. right? Have patience with your development. Trust what you're getting and give it. What's yep. the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to mm -hmm. get a no. Well, guess what, honey? Every medium, here's a no. And there's no medium that's hundred percent accurate. Don't care if they're on TV and have a bunch of books. Nope. Don't matter. Right. So we limit our, our capacity to receive from the spirit. So just let them, let them give what they want and be open to however that is. And I find like with my students, I get them to just talk and describe what they're experiencing and then pass it along, but you teach them how to pass it along. Then they go, Holy smokes. Mm -hmm. So check this out. I was teach I was doing a mentorship session with this lady yesterday and she was, um, bringing through some information. I couldn't accept any of it for a female. And then at the end, she goes, Courtney, how do I, how do I deal with this situation? I said, well, what honey? She said, if I keep getting the same image in my mind or the same word, I said, oh, that's simple. That just means that spirit is giving you something and you just haven't passed it along yet. She goes, well, how do I tell, how do I know? If you get a thought and it quickly goes, that's your imagination. If you have a thought or an impression that keeps coming in and it won't go away, spirit's knocking at the door saying, hello. So then she says, okay, well, I keep, I keep seeing Peter Pan. And I went, what? She goes, Peter Pan. And I didn't know where the Peter Pan connection was. And then spirit said to me, Peter, I looked at my notes because I was writing down the evidence she was giving me. 
I said, honey, stop the front. Like, whoa, hold on. Everything made sense. It was my grandpa, Peter. And she talked about this old Victorian umbrella, which I'm going to show you. This is, it's not old Victorian, but it's got that look. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. anyways, I keep it there because, well, I haven't done anything else with it yet. And <laughs> he was my person. He's my people, right? And I couldn't understand all of it, but it was, I was then working with her. Does this make sense how you felt he was female, but it was feminine qualities that he was trying to share with you? The light bulbs went on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just those little tweaks, little adjustments that pay huge dividends. And that that mentorship session was just a blessing because I got to, you know, have a little message from my grandpa. So I was very excited. But it's those little subtleties, right? We can't just assume, just play with it. Have fun with it. Mediumship should be fun. And if you're not having fun while you're developing or doing it, please don't do it. Oh Please yeah, it, it should, uh, no. it is like, it lights me up from the inside out and I just want to go. Yes. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so Courtney, I want to ask you, how do you yeah. experience the divine? How do I experience the divine? I find that I experience the divine when I connect with my own soul. And I connect with my own soul in the mornings, because that's kind of my quiet time before, you know, I get on the phone and check emails. And my practice every day is by connecting with my own soul. And I begin doing that when I'm walking my dogs, and I move into immediately into a state of gratitude. And I find by doing that, I'm very much aware of my own soul within. And when I connect to my own soul, I have that understanding, then that awareness that the the part of me that soul that is timeless ageless and deathless is connected to all that is unseen and all that is seen and then i feel i feel and i don't know how to describe it but i can it's it's a feeling where i'm connected to all oneness and within that i feel the divine yeah beautiful that's the short version that's the coolest version yeah 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 I completely understand. It's beautiful. Yeah, I do. I find that, you know, the divine, the divine isn't limited and neither are we. We are these limitless beings and we can experience the divine in anything. That's it. And everything, just you and I talking and my soul connecting to your soul and having this beautiful conversation. Mm -hmm. This is divine. 100%. I'm driving my car and I'm stuck in traffic. I have the ability to practice patience. That's a virtue. I find that's divine. Mm-hmm. You know, watching my dogs play is the divine. The divine is within everything. And it's mm-hmm. just our willingness and openness to, to see it. That's it. Even the divine is even intangible things yeah. because I believe that the the physical world that we're in you know, my podcast, mic, our computers, all of that, that's been inspired by someone. Yeah. But I believe that those someones are inspired by the divine. Yep. I agree. I agree. So really, let's not limit how the divine can be expressed no. or, or in life, right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of, it's part of the meaning of the title of my, my show, something super spiritual, because everything we do in all of our waking life should be processed spiritually and can be seen through spiritual connection and spiritual divine sight and feeling and heart. And when we're in that place, it's contagious. And, and it just, these little ripples go out from all of us in that place. It's like, it's like, um, well, and it also affects us, you know, if we're having a bad day, you know, if we're having a bad day and 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 it's so easy to get knocked right off and out of that state of mind and suddenly we're wrapped up in this mundane day-to-day frustration maybe maybe we're having financial problems maybe we're uh in the midst of a a, a career transition or divorce or we lost somebody or lost our pet or a fight with our neighbor whatever you know it's so easy to get knocked out of there and I find that when in that state, you know, it's okay to throw a temper tantrum, throw a temper tantrum and make it big, you know, <laughs> make it big. 
But then remember, you know what? Come back. My 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 first step out of that those moments are really forcing myself into that state of gratitude. And 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 even just into that moment of like grateful for remembering to be grateful, you know? And and even when there's you can't think of anything else to be to thing to be grateful for because you're so upset about whatever, you know? There were there there there's that internal shift that starts to happen and and your guides are working with you, your your guardians are working with you, your loved ones are always cheering you on and nudging and shifting and hugging and and yeah. I find it interesting because, you know, as as a minister, as a, a mentor, as a medium, you know, I think, wow, I sure got a lot more to learn, right? I don't have it all figured out. Mm -mm. And I think sometimes I put pressure on myself too. Why did you get, why did you get pissed off? Why, what? And, you know, in my own personal life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I just think, well, you know what? I'm human. Mm -hmm. I'm human before I'm a medium. That's it. And so I think that when we're able to recognize that and have these tools you know, gratitude, affirmations, meditation, sitting in the power, journaling. Um, when I'm really struggling, I pull Oracle cards for myself. And mm -hmm. I also have this deck from Gabby Bernstein, which I love spirit junkie. I pull mm -hmm. an affirmation just to a card every day, just to kind of jumpstart my morning. Yeah. And it's these little tools that I've acquired throughout the, the lifetime that I've been alive, yep. you know, um, even tapping, um, Oh yeah. Prayer, singing, dancing, crying, laughing, whatever, journaling. I find that when you collect all these different tools throughout your, your journey, you can go back and pull upon them and you remember why you started and it just kind of shifts you, it gets you right back on track. Right. And yeah. so for people who are listening and you identify as a spiritual person beautiful, but recognize you're going to have human experiences. You're going to have the human side come out, but give yourself compassion and grace with that too, because there's going to be times where we miss the mark. And I mean, where we kind of messed up or did oh. so spiritual, right? <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> okay. But that's okay. That's okay. And yeah, be okay, so okay with that, you know, this is where I think conversations like this are really important because there is a facade that's portrayed on social media. And we know everybody goes to social media now, yeah. like we're still real people with real experiences, but what's great about being spiritual or being on the spiritual path is that we have these new acquired tools that can help realign us, that can help give us a different perspective, a different view where we can see life through a different lens that helps us regroup more quickly. You know, I am, I, I got some Irish in me. I have a feisty mama and I was married to a trucker for 14 years. So <laughs> I have a little bit of a, I have a little bit of feist within me <laughs> and I recognize it, but it's helped tame it. And it helps get me right back on track mm -hmm. to where I want to be. And it's not about cooling me off. It's about harnessing some of those energies in a way that's more positive yeah. and where I'm not hurting myself. I'm not hurting other people. And what do I mean by that? Sometimes we can get a little hot headed or in our pain, we can say things that aren't kind and Ooh, aren't mm -hmm, loving, mm -hmm. right? And we don't want to do that. So your spiritual mm -hmm. practice is really this, this beautiful, beautiful spark of divinity, this gem that can get us back on track. Mm -hmm. Harness us, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and to not be um, in a state of judgment or shame and guilt when we have gone there and lost our mind, you know, um, because, you know, here's the thing. We're human beings. We are here to learn. We are here to feel. We are here to feel all of it. Yeah. And learn from it. Absolutely. And you're always going to be learning. It's a lifelong journey. There is no destination. You're, you're taking it day by day, minute by minute sometimes and enjoy it. Enjoy it because life 
is so, so short. And I think that's where in the last 10 years, Jeffrey, my life and my view of it has changed so much because again, dealing with grief and death every single day, you realize we all have an expiration date. We don't know when that is. Mm -hmm. So why not enjoy the darn journey? Have some fun. Have some fun with yourself. Have fun with people in your life. Totally. Try something new, you know, live on the edge a little bit. Um, but I find that the spiritual practice and the spiritual way of living enriches every aspect of your life. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, and once you have that little, that little dose of it, that, that experience, your life is forever changed. And honey, I don't care who you are, what you do for work or your background, It is a real experience. And when your soul is conspiring with the universe, whether your conscious mind is aware of it or not, once you've had that taste of a spiritual experience, you ain't going back. You cannot look at life the same way. It's impossible to, because you know that there's so much more beyond this 3D world. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's magnificent. Mm -hmm. It really is. Beautifully said. Thank you. So, okay. So Courtly, before, before we, before we sign off, yeah, please tell people where they can find you, your social media, tell us about your workshops, your classes, your readings. And I got all kinds of stuff. So first off, if you want to check me out, you can go to my website at mediumcourtneydawson.com. Facebook and Instagram, you can check me out at Medium Courtney Dawson. I have upcoming workshops with two international mediums. One is Bronya West. She's a UK medium, and we have a tarot and spirit workshop in October. I also have Minister Simone Key, who is a tutor at the Arthur Finley College. She is treaty or she is teaching a two-day workshop, a trance workshop. We're going to be doing trance healing and trance communication registration for both those workshops is now open and i have a beginner intermediate development circle that starts in september as well as an advanced mediumship development circle registration is now open for that so uh sorry wait list registration will be opening well before i go to england and then i have a the professional medium course where we're going to be working on refining your one-to-one sittings as well as working on platform mediumship and then looking at the business side of the work and Mm. then also you can check me out on the connected spirit podcast yes that was a mouthful (laughs) that was a mouthful and it was awesome and i just was really excited because i love branya and i love simone and that's a very cool connection and and to be working with them like you are that's awesome yeah Bronya and I we met at AFC and she and I have been friends she's amazing and we've done a dem online we're doing another dem in December gonna get her to do some more work on my online school Simone I did a week at the AFC with her and she's incredible I've had her on my podcast her and I've connected and stayed in contact in last year and a half I love her yeah I love her too She's she she don't beat around the bush. She gives totally. you the straight goods. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. And I've had people who have been wanting a trans workshop. And I'm thinking, trans medium. I had an incredible experience with her, which I'll just quickly share before we wrap up. Yes, so please. I did the specialty group uh trans workshop with her at AFC last year. And I've dealt with chronic pain since a car accident, whatever. Anyways, I was really great, but on this particular day, I was having a major flare-up. I was really, really hurting. Tylenol, Advil, nothing was helping. And we're in uh, the big room. I think it's called the big room. It's a green room at AFC. And we were doing our trans class. We were doing trans healing. We're in this massive circle. And she said, does anybody want a healing? Me. And so I sat in the chair and had to be about maybe six or eight feet away from her. And she went into the trance state and the healing was coming. And all I could do was cry and cry. I felt two spirit people behind me. And they're different hands. So there's four different hands physically touching. Well, I felt it physically Mm -hmm. touching my body. And the rest of my trip, I had no pain. Oh, wow. And why was I crying? I have no idea. But when you're touched by the spirit, sometimes that's the only way you can express it. You can communicate it, right? Totally. Oh, when I am in that moment, I feel it. I am in that moment of touching that pure 
unconditional love that pure oh i'm a cry i just you, you just cry you sob and it's not yeah. it's not sad sobs it's not upset you're just it's so so joyfully beautiful yeah 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 so i knew she was a right fit i'm so excited to have her i love yeah. that thank you thank you it's been so amazing to connect with you and be on your show i really appreciate it yeah i do too i, I do too i, I just I, like i said i love what you do you inspire me and you inspire so many others and i just wanted to share you with a little bit more of the world thank you so much honey appreciate that thank you thank you everybody for joining us on another episode of something super spiritual i'll be seeing you on the next live on at jeffrey peck medium on youtube two live streams per week and then, of course, the the recorded interviews that we do with my favorite people. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content and to keep the conversation going you can easily join the facebook community it's all right there at the website something signing off for now namaste